Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to The Overnight Crowd. The hour of power here on SEN, your home of sport. Crystal clear through the SEN app and your digital radio dial. It's your overnight crowd. Paul Sebastiani here with you. Chris Perkins is about to join us on the line. We've got plenty of NFL news that we need to crash our way through for the final hour of the program. Be sure to send through your texts 0433 Eleven sixteen NFL Week 1 is done and dusted. We're going to go through it all with our man in the States, Chris Perkins. And he joins us on the line now. Chris, good morning to you, mate. Hey, good morning, man. You sound wired, Paul. Pardon? You sound wired. Oh, I am very wired. All, like, like, all, all my blues, like my Navy blue teams are all winning. Chris, the Dallas Cowboys, a Carlton oh, Footy Club. How about them Cowboys, baby? Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. Don't worry. We'll, we'll get into <laughs> that. But, uh, yeah. Listen, I am still holding out hope for a Collingwood Carlton Grand Final. I think a lot of people are. <laughs> I am holding out hope for that. I, well, I, I, I'm not totally sure about that because uh, – can you imagine? The, the fans of every other team in Melbourne, can you imagine all the flights leaving Melbourne? Oh, well, exactly. I've been, been saying this the whole the whole morning and night. Yeah, I think there's going to be a mass exodus of uh, uh, opposition supporters of both clubs. The, the number of refugee flights out of the airport in Melbourne to, like, the Gold Coast or Perth or, or Bali or points farther away... Uh, from Melbourne, uh, of non-Collingwood Carlton fans who would get that as a grand title. But, you know what, quite honestly, to all those fans, hey, you, y'all lost. Go away. It's our grand final. <laughs> Let's just get there first if it does happen. Uh, Carlton have got yeah. a big game yeah, this weekend. Uh, yes, yeah. We've got a massive game against Melbourne. We've got we'll, you know we've got our prelim final coming up next week. Man, mm. what a great time of year! We got it the is. NFL started. We got college football that started. Everything's going on, man. Massive, absolutely massive. Um, now, look, my Cowboys were definitely a story out of uh, week one of the NFL season. But I mean, everybody knows what the big headline was this weekend. It's Aaron Rodgers' Achilles tear. I mean, it, oh, it, could, it could it just goes from bad to worse for the Jets, doesn't it? I mean, they they sign an absolute star. I know he's thirty nine years old, but just to see the slow mo replay of his calf and his Achilles pop and tear, it just shocking. Yeah, 
absolutely shocking. The Jets still won, but what are the ramifications leading into the rest of the season? It's just a terrible story. Yeah. Somehow, someway, the Jets managed to win that game on on Monday night. Uh, even with Aaron Rodgers going down, four on the fourth snap of the game, fourth offensive play of the game for the New York Jets. He goes down with a with a torn Achilles tendon, done for the year. After all the talk we've had with hard knocks and you know just the off season and getting to that moment Monday night, the 11th of September, no less, mm. was Monday night. You know, Aaron Rodgers running out of the tunnel with the American flag, MetLife Stadium ready to explode, unlike the night before when the Cowboys were in there and <laughs> absolutely annihilating the Giants. Well, that's another story. And then the fourth play, he goes down with that injury. He gets hit. He gets sacked. He gets up. He kind of looks over to the bench, kind of shakes his head and sits back down. And you're like, oh, God, no. This is the one thing that Jets fans were thinking, no, no, no. This, 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 is, not, this is not computing to any Jets fan. That, that Aaron Rodgers would go down four plays into the season and be done for the year. Um, and, and I got to ask you, Paul. Yes. Did week one? Did week one of the NFL season kind of feel like a Wentworth season premiere? And by that I mean the writer, the script writers were just shoving so much into the season premiere this year in the NFL. <laughs> they started with the the. the you know, the new kids coming in and immediately punching the top dog right in the mouth in in terms of hey, Detroit beating Kansas City. You, first. my man, you you picked that, and you picked that very confidently as well, might I add. I did. I did. I did pick that. But, you know, it immediately started with the very first game of the season. We had the weirdness the rest of the weekend. I mean, you know, who would have seen Joe Burrow, Mr. $275 million, for three points in Cleveland on Sunday. What was all that about? What, what, what was Joe Burrow tired to, from counting all his money he uh. got? Well, I mean, you, you did say as well that Cleveland Browns and Cincinnati Bengals game, Cincinnati has been the better team with regards to regular season over the last probably four or five seasons, but Cleveland had just somehow, some way found an edge over Cincinnati. Uh, what... What is it? Is it yeah. just the rivalry that pents them up? I don't know. They, they were dominant in that game. I, I guess. And maybe, you know, now that Deshaun Watson's been in, in the building for a while and had a full training camp with him and he's not suspended for 11 games like he was last year. Uh, and, and they've got some talent, especially on defense. I mean, my God, they held Cincinnati, this high-flying Cincinnati Bengals offense to three points. The weather helped. But, man, Cleveland didn't seem to have any problems scoring. They put 24 on the board mm. on Sunday. So, you know, you had that game. You had the Cowboys absolutely annihilating the New York Giants Sunday night. And then we get to Monday night, and Aaron Rodgers goes down with an Achilles tear four, four plays into the season. And the Jets still, with Zach Wilson at quarterback, somehow, someway managed to pull out a victory. Primarily thanks to that incredible defense they have in New York, the Jets have. Uh, and 
uh, with Josh Allen gift wrapping the football to him a few times. Oh, d- that I, okay. Well, I want to. Okay, now let's. Okay, so the, so the story is the Jets and Aaron Rodgers and Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. What is going on there? That that was a, such a disappointing loss, given the scenario early in the game. The Jets were probably shell shocked, uh, given their star recruit has gone down with a season-ending injury, and Josh Allen would have been licking his lips. But what is going on with the Buffalo Bills? That they have just not been able to reach the heights that has been that have been bestowed upon them in the last probably two or three seasons, and. Jesus, pressure mounting on Josh Heller. He was he, he was not great. I know, and we know the Jets' defense is strong. Oh. We've seen that. But th- there is a massive question mark on what the Buffalo Bills produced in this first week and what they are going to produce going forward into the rest of the season. Maybe this is the kick up the bum they needed. Well, they, they certainly need something because, yeah, Josh Allen Monday night, I, some, of his, some of his plays, I, I certainly two of his interceptions, uh, I mean, two of his interceptions were basically the same play. It was basically, F it, somebody's out there to catch it. Yep. The problem was it was a Jets player who caught it. He just kind of threw it up there, threw, it, threw a deep ball into double coverage, picked off. The third one was a third and two play that he absolutely misread, throwing to the sideline. He, 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 all three of his interceptions, Dan Orlovsky broke it down really well on, on Get Up this morning. All three of his interceptions, he threw it to the hardest possible target that he could have thrown to on each of those interceptions. Uh, and, and the one that was on third and two, up seven, under 10 to go in the fourth quarter, throws to the sideline and safety over the top comes over and gets it. Just came over, he read the play, and he made the play and and, and set the Jets up to, to get the game-tying touchdown um, there in the fourth quarter. So uh, it, it's just – it's hard to it's hard to explain because the Buffalo Bills, the last few years, they have been one of the favorites. Yes. Each year, along with Kansas City, along with Cincinnati, to win the AFC, mm-hmm. get to the Super Bowl, finally get back to the Super Bowl for the first time in almost 30 years. And they fall short. And, and you've got to put a lot of that blame. you got to put a, a lot of that blame on Josh Allen. Uh, yeah, I, I, one, of the, one of the championship games they played in, you know, one of the playoff games they lost, it, it was just a gunfight. And, and it was Mahomes and Allen, and, and they were just, firing back and forth at each other. And it was whoever had the ball last was going to win it. Yep. Okay. Uh, in so many of these games for, for the Buffalo Bills that they've lost, it's been because Josh Allen has been gunslinger. Instead of making the right read, the right play, take the check down, he's trying to force plays. And based on, you know, sheer talent, that uh, he thinks he can make these plays, and they're getting picked off. Mm. Or they're getting knocked down, and they're not gaining yardage. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got to check that because if, if he doesn't, they're going to be, you know, the Bills are going to see this window of opportunity close. And quite honestly, a lot of the AFC is catching up. Some of it's already passed the Buffalo Bills by, but the rest of it's catching up. And, you know, the Bills are going to be in a dogfight for a playoff spot this year. 
I mean, you've got Miami. Tua looked fantastic. Did he ever? Yeah. Over 400. Yep. Tyreek had over 200 receiving yards on on uh, Sunday. Uh, you know, Mac Jones had a nice game uh, trying to rally the Patriots against Philadelphia. Of course, the Jets with their brutal defense. I The Jets are going to be in every game this year just based on their defense. Okay. Uh, the Jets are not going to have to score a lot of points to win a lot of games this year. If they get to 20, they're going to be a favorite every game. Mm. They can get to 20. That's all they need to do because of that defense they have in New York. That's just in their division. Kansas City's there. Cincinnati, I would expect them to bounce back. Jacksonville, Baltimore. Hell, throw in Cleveland for giggles. Okay? The Chargers, they look they look pretty good. Uh even though they lost to Miami. Uh, there's a lot of great teams in the AFC, and Buffalo's got to be careful. They're going to be on the outside, one of the teams on the outside looking in instead of uh, sitting with a high seed come playoffs in January. Mm, yeah, big question marks on Buffalo. They can't really reverse uh, the former showed in the first game. Look, we've got to give... Look, Josh Allen has been one of the star quarterbacks of the competition for seasons now, and he he can get away with one game. But, I mean, the the worrying signs for Buffalo are already there, and I know a lot of their fans, I don't know if you saw social media, but a lot of their fans are not particularly happy uh, at the moment, and understandably so, just given the expectation uh, placed on them at the moment. And I reckon there are a few people potentially... I don't know, maybe Sean McDermott. I don't know, maybe is he on shaky ground, potentially, Chris, if, if they don't go deep into playoffs this season? Not yet. Yep. Uh, there's, uh, there will start to be, if they miss the playoffs, uh, his seat gets warm very quickly. Oh, yes. If they miss the playoffs. Oh, yes. But if, they, if they make the playoffs, lose a close one in a playoff game, uh, I, I think he'll be okay. But, okay. yeah, they got to get there first and uh, let, let's see how they look in week two. If there's yep. improvement, okay. You know, there's, you know, not looking at the panic button, uh, but I am sitting up and taking notice after week one because that performance, that that was a game that was tailor-made for the Bills to win in a cakewalk. Mm. All right? That was such an easy win setup for them, and they, you, you, you've seen the meme on social media, they asked around and they found out. <laughs> <laughs> I love that graph. It's brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> I do too. I do. I, I do too. They absolutely asked around Monday night and they found out what happened. Because they uh, let that hang around. They, you know, as, uh, as Teddy KGB and Rounder said, just kept hanging it around, just hanging it around. <laughs> That's what the Jets were doing Monday night, and they get the punt return for the touchdown for the miracle win in overtime. Uh, that's why we love the game. It, it was opposite ends of the spectrum. It felt like disaster early on, but then it was uh, jubilation and exultation uh, late in overtime as well. So uh, a fantastic win for the Jets first up, despite things being against them in that game. How it all plays out for the rest of the season – We do not know. But one thing we do know is that Zach Wilson is going to have a lot of pressure 
on him. Uh, and that is exactly what we do know. Uh, let's take a quick break, Chris. Uh, on the other side, we'll get through the rest uh, of week one of the NFL because I want to have a deep dive and a lovely chat about my Dallas Cowboys on the other side of the yeah, break. Let's, let's talk about Zach Wilson's next opponent. Yes. In the next segment. We shall indeed. <laughs> it's going to be an intriguing one. Let's get on to that uh, and more on the overnight crowd here on SCN. It's the hour of power. If you've got any questions for Chris, please be sure to send them through Moondog in South Morang. Thank you very much, Paul, as well. I'll get to uh, your question as well on the other side. That number again, 0433981116. We'll be back with more on the other side. Now, hey, and then today, well, hold on just a second. Now, I've been doing a lot of talking, but don't, the things that you said, if you're going to talk the talk, you're going to walk the walk. Hey, 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 thanks to you guys, y'all did the walking, all right? Hey, and one thing, this week I'm not going to say a word. You know how I feel, but I'm not going to say a word, but I will say one thing right now. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. A note to Jimmy Johnson, uh, one of the greatest ever uh, Dallas Cowboys coaches in Cowboys history. The great Jimmy Johnson. Uh, Chris, uh, we get stuck back into the hour of power. How about them Cowboys, sir? Paul Sebastiani, Chris Perkins with you for the rest of the hour of power. <laughs> well, uh, your Cowboys were very impressive on, on Sunday night. Yes, give them their flowers. They deserve them. They they certainly do. They're 1-0. Congratulations. <laughs> now let's see y'all do this in January, okay? True. Because do, do you not recall what I uh, the, this picture I sent to you last season of the Dallas Cowboys cycle? Oh yes, so it's it's yes, yeah, so it starts with optimism, and then it's how about them cowboys? Then we lose a playoffs yeah. game, and then everything goes to the you know what, and then the cycle reverses again and again and yeah. again and again and again. Yeah. Here, here, here's how it goes: where it goes, season starts, beat up on bad teams, fans get delusional. We do, boys. This is our year. Choke in the playoffs. <laughs> it's a five-step cycle. We are at step two, beat up on bad teams. You beat up on the New York Giants. Congratulations. Now, in all fairness, the Giants were a playoff team last year, but are they really that good? I, I don't know. I will tell you, though, the New York or the, the Dallas Cowboy defense, man, they were nasty Sunday night. Seven sacks, that pass rush, that was that was nasty to watch. I, I was feeling bad for Daniel Jones. <laughs> I cannot believe they left, Brian Dayball left him in that long. I wasn't feeling bad. I had a big grin on my face. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure you were enjoying every second of it. I, I had some sympathy for, I had to have some sympathy though for, for, for Daniel Jones because, oh, he was just getting pounded and pounded. But yeah, 40 to nothing. Uh, by the way, Biggest opening night shut opening day shutout in in the NFL since 1999 when Pittsburgh beat Cleveland 43 nothing. Mm-hmm. That by the way was the new Cleveland Browns first ever game after their after the old franchise relocated to Baltimore. They had the two season hiatus. 99 is when the Cleveland Browns came back. They were given Pittsburgh on a Sunday night. 
and Pittsburgh absolutely hammered them, 43 to nothing. That's the biggest shutout on opening day in 24 years in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like I said, the Browns have an excuse. Giants, what's your excuse? <laughs> exactly right. They were they were pitiful uh, in front of their home crowd. Uh, absolutely terrible. Yeah. Um, but I think, look, again, all credit has to go to the Cowboys. I wanted to ask, um, just before we get on to the Giants, now, I think one of the, I don't know if it's an undersold story, it might not be over in the States, but um, he suffered a gruesome injury last season, a season-ending injury last season. How important is Tony Pollard to this rushing lineup for the Dallas Cowboys? 14 carries, 70 yards. Two touchdowns. He was sorely missed for the Cowboys in the back end. And he's just come back into the fold and said, well, this injury that I sustained last season uh, is going to do me no worries uh, coming into season 2023. He was sensational. Well, yeah, he, he had a nice, solid game. I, you know, he's not the only running back to come back uh, from, a, from a season-ending injury a year ago. How about Brees Hall with the Jets? Mm-hmm. His first two runs Monday night against Buffalo. How about two? His his stat line after two carries was two carries at 109 yards. Just ridiculous comeback. But yeah, Pollard, and, and he's basically been given the keys to the backfield because Zeke Elliott's in New England now. Uh, it, it's Pollard's show now to be the be RB one for the Dallas Cowboys. So and and that is that is a great performance. To, to start off the season. Not huge numbers, but 14 carries, 70 yards, and most importantly, a couple of scores. That is, that is a, that's a big deal. Uh, so that, that is a good building block week one for him. Now let's see what they do week two against an equally good defense in the New York Jets. I cannot wait for this game Sunday. That's uh, going to be an absolute cracker. The yeah, the Cowboys at or home. Jerry World for the first time this yeah. season. It's going to be a big crowd, and they'll be raucous yep. as well, up and about after a big win. Yeah, they, they definitely will be. Zach Wilson will get his first start of the season. Uh, let's see let's see how his week of practice goes and what he applies mm-hmm. uh, Start uh, in, in this game coming up on Sunday because the Bills' defense, it ain't the Cowboys' defense. And, you know, what we talked, what we've been talking about all offseason with the Jets, even with Aaron Rodgers, you know, great defense, great skill players. They, you know, they were a playoff team if they got mediocre quarterback play last year. They really didn't get, they, they didn't even reach mediocre quarterback play. With Aaron Rodgers, you, you expected that, that significant step up, and that's why they were one of the Super Bowl favorites in, in the AFC. Um the big question mark was the offensive line. Can the offensive line hold up? Well, mm-hmm. we got the answer four plays into the season. Hell no. <laughs> and, and that's going to be the problem Zach Wilson's going to be facing. Now, hopefully as this line gets more experience together, that they will improve. I mean, for Zach Wilson's sake, for his health, I hope that happens because if not, if they are like the turnstiles they were on that first series, Zach Wilson ain't going to survive this year, mm. and they're going to be down. They're going to be, they're going to be like a poor man's version of last year's 49ers, where they eventually run out of quarterbacks. Yeah, exactly, exactly right. 
has has a has a very similar feeling uh, again. And look, the pressure. We saw Zach Wilson wasn't really able to deal with it last season, and the Jets fans were well and truly against him. How this all plays out in the next couple of weeks into big moments this season, we have to wait and see. Uh, just on the rest of week one as well, speaking of the 49ers, uh, they were sensational against the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers. Uh, a, a solid enough performance from Brock Purdy first up after that surgery he had last season. And that was the question mark you had on him, whether or not this surgically fixed uh, arm and elbow would be able to handle the rigours of, of NFL again. And the 49ers, very solid outing first up, 7-30 to 30 against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, that was, a, that was a nice performance. And, you know, Pittsburgh was one of those one of those kind of trendy picks with Kenny Pickett. I, and they had a nice run at the end of the season, uh, wound up with a winning record last year. But Kenny Pickett going into year two, uh, you, you'd see some improvement. Well, you know, to be determined, uh, San Francisco came in and thumped them. Mm. Absolutely came into Pittsburgh and thumped the the Steelers on on Sunday. So you know, still to be determined. The Niners, they're a good team. They got a great defense, uh, but going to need to see some improvement from the Steelers uh, on on that front. Yeah, they are indeed. It's interesting. So it looks like they are going to go for a real throw centric season. Kenny Pickett had forty six. Attempts uh, went 31-46, two intercepts, one touchdown. But I think it's a game he can potentially look at and say, okay, this is a learning experience for me. He's still relatively inexperienced um, at this particular level. Uh, but it, it's one that I think he will look back at and say, okay, let's just butter up, go again. Uh, obviously a disappointing loss for the Steelers, but he's still got a lot of scope for improvement. Yeah, he, he absolutely does. I mean, he's got a lot of talent. He's got some a lot of talent around him, so... You know, week one, chalk it up to, they had a bad week. But now, week two, if it looks the same, then you start worrying. Because you don't want to start 0-2. That, that is just, that's starting to put yourself behind the eight ball. So every team that lost, all 16 teams that lost this week, uh, it, is, it is incumbent to bounce back. Let's see who can bounce back from a, from a week one loss. Pittsburgh. They definitely need to. They, they they do need to show some improvement because seven points just doesn't cut it, obviously, in the NFL. Mm. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. And look, I mean, I'll, you've also got to look at the players around him as well and how they're protecting him and how the offensive line and defensive line works in tandem as well. So, look, it's, it's a blip on the radar for Pittsburgh, but they'll be looking to bounce back uh, immediately uh, next week against the Browns, who we know were sensational against the Bengals uh, in the uh, mm-hmm. in their opening game of the season. Uh, any other teams catch your eye? We spoke just briefly about the Miami Dolphins, but um, the Eagles, who, of course, were runners-up to the Chiefs uh, last season in the Super Bowl, 25-20 uh, against the Patriots um, in the opening game at Gillette Stadium, which, mate, playing the, playing the Patriots at Gillette Stadium early in the season is never easy. Uh, and Mac Jones looks like he has potentially gone to another, another level as well. But um, it was just one for the uh, for the Eagles where they would look back at it and say, all right, we've got the result. Now we can butter up and go again for the rest of the season. Yeah, you, you would think that I, they, they look great to start. I do have some concerns, though. Uh, you know, just looking at the stat line from that game, uh, you know, a couple of concerns. I mean, they were up 16 nothing. 
I mean, five minutes in, they were up 10 nothing when they got that pick six. Um, and the Eagles looked like they were flying. The offense kind of sputtered for them. I mean, only 251 total yards. The Patriots outgained them by 130 yards. Uh, you know, they win the turnover battle 2-1. to one. Uh, But the offense just looked sputtering. And toward the end of that game, it was almost kind of like they were hanging on. Because all they, all they were able to do in the second half was really kick field goals. And, you know, the Patriots came back even in the second quarter. It was 16 nothing at quarter time. By halftime, Patriots had gotten back to 16-14. Mm. And, and that was all of a sudden a game when the Eagles looked like they were going to blow the, the Patriots away on Sunday. So, you know, a nice fight back for the Patriots. They came up short. But, you know, Mac Jones' stat line, you know, he threw it 54 times. Had three touchdown passes, threw for 316 yards. Uh, you know, part of that stat line is going to be that, you know, he was just throwing the ball a lot because they were trying to get back into the game. But, you know, still 360, 316 yards, three touchdowns, and that one interception that wound up being very costly on the scoreboard mm-hmm. for him uh, in terms of a first quarter pick six. Uh, you know, I, I think Mac Jones, I, I think he'll be okay. Yep. I, I like I like what he's done. You know, last year was kind of a you know, it, it got ugly, but he also didn't have an offensive coordinator last year. Doesn't that, help, does that, it? That, that was part of the issue. <laughs> that was part of the issues up in up in New England. They really didn't have an offensive coordinator. They had co-offensive coordinators who were more defensive coaches. I think that that was more of the those coaches' strengths. Uh, Kind of an odd setup for, for the Patriots last year. They actually have an offensive coordinator this year, Bill O'Brien. So let's yeah, let's see what kind of improvements Mac Jones can make this year. Yep. Uh, Zeke Elliott, by the way, he was their leading rusher. They didn't run the ball much. He had 29 yards. Yeah, an interesting one with uh, Zeke Elliott. Look, he's not on, and he's not on the astronomical contract that he was on. Um, at the Dallas Cowboys yeah. with. So, look, I mean, you look at what Max, how many how many attempts at uh, throws Mac Jones actually had, and, look, you can understand that he's going to be the focal point for them, but at least they have somewhat of a reliable running back in Zeke Elliott. Is that what you've kind of taken from it? Yeah, you'd, you, you would say he'd be reliable. Yep. I mean, you're not going to expect him to go out and bust 150 yards every time. No, no. And, and he, 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 was, he, was, he was touted as that type of player, and he was brutal in his heyday. He was a great running back for the Cowboys when he was at the peak. But yeah. I think just given what they've given up for him in New England and what they're paying him, I think he's worth, uh, he's worth that type of contract and that type of risk. Um, it's low risk. They're not yeah. breaking the bank for him. And you, what you see is what you get now. Yeah, and if he could throw some blocks on a blitz, uh, and I'm talking about blocking out of the backfield, not actually playing center like last year uh, for that one play. Anyway, uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, if he oh, gets 50 yards, I'm sorry, I had to bring you back. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Paul. <laughs> I, I'm going to hell for that. Oh, dear I, me, I'm mate. really sorry. <laughs> moving moving right along. Yards, some solid blocking out of the backfield, protect Mac Jones, especially on blitzes, and catch a couple free balls out of the backfield. 
you'll take that for the for the contract he's on up there in New England, and he'll be a big asset to the offense. Yep. As well for the Patriots. Yep. So that's what you're looking for. Yep, no, exactly right. Uh, now, I've got a question from Moondog in South Morang. Uh, now, his Raiders uh, with a one-point win over the Broncos, 17-6. to six. And, well, Jimmy G, speaking of what you see is what you get, he did throw the one intercept, but solid enough start for his career as a Las Vegas Raider. Um, and uh, they were able to get the job done, 16-17 to 17 over the Broncos. Russell Wilson was, I mean, his numbers, if you look at them, were quite solid. It would have been a game where you looked at and said, okay, well, maybe the Broncos are good enough to win with those numbers. 27 from 34, 177 yards, two touchdowns. But ultimately, the Raven, uh, the Raiders proved too good. And uh, Moondog asking, can they go two and zip uh, when they face Buffalo this week? Well, we'll see. Let's see what their defense can do against Josh Allen. Is Josh Allen going to give the rap the football? Uh, a few more times this week? If he does, yeah, like the Raiders' chances. If he remembers how to protect the football and not be the gunslinger that he wants to be, uh, the Raiders may be in trouble. But it could be an interesting game. Uh, Jimmy G, you know, solid outing, 20-26, yep. uh, 200 yards. Yep. Uh, Russell Wilson, you, you mentioned his, his uh, passing numbers, 27-34. to That's great. That's almost 80%. That's right around 80% completion percentage. That is a very solid number. But 177 yards on 34 attempts, I mean, that is barely five yards an attempt. If that, if even five yards an attempt. I'm doing math in my head here. Uh, that's not much, That's not great uh, for, for uh, an average per attempt for a quarterback. So... Still not sure what we've got with Russell Wilson there in Denver, but it's one game under Sean Payton, and and you know we'll we'll see. We will learn more on week two, week three as we keep going down. Uh, I don't ever want to overreact to anything I see in week one. Mm, of course, I'm of course. Not to do that. I, yep. I try not to do that because week one, I, some of these some of these teams like the Eagles, their starters didn't play in the preseason. Last week was the first time they played an actual football game together this season because they didn't play at all in the preseason. So, you know, they were shaking off a lot of rust uh, against the Patriots, and they wound up winning. You know, some of, some of these teams, their starters played a little bit more. But, again, week one, you're still shaking off the rust. So we'll, we'll get more of an idea as we get into week two. And, you know, he, he, I even don't want to overreact to what we saw in Chicago on Sunday. Other than the fact that apparently as part of Aaron Rodgers' trade to, to uh, the Jets, uh, he transferred ownership of the Bears to Jordan Love. Does Jordan Love look pretty good on Sunday against Chicago? <laughs> <laughs> he, he, looked, he looked excellent in Chicago on Sunday. Yeah, it's funny how all these things in the offseason occur and then you look back at it and think, okay, well... Geez, is that was this an overreaction in week one, and is is it actually going to bear fruit for the rest of the season as well? So I don't know. I agree with you. You don't want to you don't want to shoot the gun too much in the first week, but ultimately as well, there are you do get little signs and inklings as to what is to come uh, this season as well. So 
interesting to see how it's all going to play out in the next couple of weeks as well. Uh, let's get to a break, Chris. On the other side, well, mate, week two is already here. <laughs> it's here today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's preview. Let's preview uh, Thursday night football. We got Eagles and Vikings tonight. We shall indeed. Oh, the Eagles! I just I quiver every time I hear their name, but we have to go through them. Uh, yeah, the Eagles and Vikings. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a good one. Ten fifteen a.m. Australian Eastern Time is when that game will get underway. So. We will get to a break here. On the other side, we'll get stuck into the preview of the Eagles and the Vikings, and then we'll wrap up the Hour of Power. Again, if you've got any questions, please feel free to send them through to 0433 Again, for Paul and for those Kansas City Chiefs fans who are just tuning in, Travis Kelsey likely to play this week for Kansas City. Chris Jones, unknown at the moment, but just make sure you're keeping tabs on all the injury updates as we get closer uh, to Kansas City Chiefs game time. Monday, 3 a.m. Australian Eastern Time against Jacksonville. So we'll have more news uh, and the Chiefs will have a lot cl- a lot of a, more of a clearer idea as to whether or not those two are definites to play this weekend. So again, Kelsey... Likely this week, Chris Jones, unknown at the moment. We'll take a break here on the Hour of Power overnight to be back with an Eagles and Vikings preview on the other side, and then we'll wrap it all up for another night and morning. What are you really gambling with? For f- Overnight crowd, SEN, your home of sport. The Hour of Power, about to wrap it up here for another night and morning here on Overnights. Paul Sebastiani with you. Chris Perkins, our man in the US, is on the line. Uh, we're about to finalise NFL chats. It's just been NFL chat uh, for the hour of power. Uh, wouldn't have it any other way, to be honest. It was a, an enthralling week one of the NFL season, and it is going to be an enthralling week two of the NFL season, and it all gets underway uh, in the morning, uh, this morning. Uh, what time is this game between the Eagles and the Vikings? 10.15 a.m. Australian Eastern Time. Going to be a cracker. Chris Perkins is here. He holds a line to quickly get into a preview. Now, uh, Chris, we spoke about the Eagles before, but um, let's have a chat about the Vikings. Do you give them a chance in this one against the uh, Super Bowl runners-up last season? Well, they need to cut down on the turnovers because they had three of them last week against uh, Tampa Bay. Well, that'd help. Had no business losing had no business losing that game to Tampa. They lose 20 to 17. Uh, Justin Jefferson had 150 yards receiving, nine catches. Uh, Kirk Cousins, uh, other than the, the those turnovers, uh, you know, he had one interception. Uh, Threw one interception, had two touchdown passes, threw for 344 yards. Uh, Vikings outgained the Bucs. They had no business losing to Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, yet they did. Mm. And they're all in one. Now they got to go into into South Philly, take on the defending NFC champions, uh, who are coming off a win in New England. And you know we talked about their win. It wasn't the greatest performance in the world, but it was a win for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I don't like the Vikings' chances in this one, but if they do cut down on the turnovers. They've got to protect Kirk Cousins as well because, man, the, the Eagles, they've got a defensive line. They, they've got some nasty guys in the defensive line. All, almost a, a almost almost as good as the Cowboys' D-line, quite honestly, uh, the, these guys that Philadelphia has. So if they're getting pressure on Kirk Cousins, it's going to be a long night. It will be a fun night for Philly fans, though. 
It will be a fun night for Philly fans if it definitely goes down that path. Uh, they are the six-point favourite with our book uh, over here at the moment. Uh, now, the overs and unders is set at 49 points. So, from a head-to-head perspective, Philadelphia uh, $1.36. Minnesota Vikings, $3.15. Uh, just before we wrap up, Chris, can I twist your arm for a tip? I'm saying Philly at the line. I think they will cover that spread. I think they will win by more than a uh, a touchdown. I think I think it could get to double figures, this particular margin. Philly at home, uh, at Lincoln Financial Field. They'll be wanting to put a show on for their fans as well. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go with you on that one. I'll go Philly... Lay the six. We get six and a half here. Our line's at six and a half. So uh, I say Philly, lay the six and a half and take the under as well. I don't see this being massively high scoring. Okay, so uh, take Philly at the spread and then take the unders in this particular game as well. Okay. So those are the tips for well, that's the tip. Those are the tips for the Vikings versus the Eagles. Uh, we'll get stuck into a bit more of a preview as the weekend uh, comes to pass. So of course, we've got Premier League uh, that's going to cover the station throughout the rest of the weekend. But uh, Chris and I will uh, will touch on the rest of week number two for the NFL season. Uh, good to do it with you, uh, Chris. Uh, this is going to be uh, a big. Week of NFL action. Uh, Vikings and Eagles get underway at 10.15 a.m. Australian Eastern Time. So for those Vikings and Eagles fans here in Australia, that's when it'll get underway here uh, our time. Friday, 10.15 a.m. Australian Eastern Time. Chris, always a pleasure. Never a chore with you. It's nice to be talking NFL again, isn't it? It is. We'll talk college football too because we got week three of college. We will indeed. Nice games on the schedule. Mm-hmm. So... It's all football all the time here on the hour about. <laughs> it is. It's, uh, it's NFL, it's college ball, it's AFL, the three big ones. And uh, we can't wait to get stuck into all of it. But that's a wrap for now, Chris. Uh, we'll, chat, uh, we'll chat over the weekend. Thanks again. Have a good night. You too. There we go. Chris Perkins, our man in the States. That's a wrap for the Hour of Power. We're going to wrap up now. We'll take a break. We'll come back and finish up the show on the other side.